You're listening to Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Hear stories, uncover insights, and tune into interviews on key issues that impact realtors and all of us. Join us as we discover how people, properties, and communities all come together to build the future of real estate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ready to Real Estate. I'm your host, Jason Mercer, TREB's Chief Market Analyst. As we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic brought sweeping changes to many aspects of our life, and one such change is the increased amount of time spent within the home. Whether you started working from home or were prevented from participating in after-hours activities due to lockdowns, many people had the opportunity to take a closer look at their home surroundings and satisfy the urge to improve them. According to a 2019 report from the Altus Group, spending on renovations was increasing faster than the overall economy even before the pandemic, with more than $80 billion spent on home improvements by Canadians that year. In the two pandemic years since, residential home improvement permits are up by a further 18% across Ontario, an increase of almost 70,000, according to the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation. To get a better insight into the increase in renovations, what renovations are taking place in the GTA and why, I'm joined today by Lou Orazem, member, board of directors at the Building Industry and Land Development Association and chair of Build's Renovator Executive Committee and principal of Inspire Homes. So welcome, Lou. It's great having you on the show today. Thanks, Jason. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And just before we get started, I just want to point out to all the listeners that the information discussed in this podcast is not intended as legal advice nor reflective necessarily of Treb's views. And so it's always important to seek advice from a professional when conducting a real estate transaction or certainly when you're thinking about uh, undertaking a renovation as the case is with uh, with today's discussion. So Lou, thanks again for, for taking part in, in today's podcast. And I want to start out by talking a bit about you know why a homeowner, why someone would choose to to renovate their home, and that at first glance that seems like a simple question, but I think there's a lot of different events that could unfold uh, that would prompt someone to undertake a, a major investment or, or reinvestment, as the case may be. And you know, I mean, I, in the introduction, I spoke to the the COVID nineteen pandemic, which was associated with lockdowns. It was associated with uh, a greater instance of of working from home, and so obviously that fed into uh, many households' decision to purchase a home, I'd argue. But, you know, on top of that, you know, from, from Treb's perspective, and I know from, from the home building perspective as well, it's a really tight market out there right now if you're looking to purchase a home. And, and I, I think a lot of home buyers may have, you know, uh, felt that frustration about trying to get into a, a new home as well and, and perhaps looked at, at renovating their home um, as a reason uh, not to move, uh, um, essentially at adding value to their existing home rather than looking to list it for sale and, and, and buy something different. And I guess through that lens, maybe you can give us a sense, um, you know, what the key reasons for people renovating are and, and, and sort of what you've seen unfold with regard to that type of trend. Absolutely, Jason. And this is such a great question. And there is no single answer people renovate for a lot of different reasons. Sure. And some of it may be that they're, they have a problem that they're looking to solve. They could have a bathroom on the second floor that's leaking and causing a leak onto the main floor, so it just has to be done. So it's a problem they have to solve. Or they need to create a space for another family member to move in. So they finish or create a basement suite so a family member can move in. So those are the people that are renovating to solve a problem. 
there are people that are renovating because they believe it's going to increase the value of their home. So they're doing it for investment reasons. And then there's people that are doing it for pleasure. These are the people that just, they hate their home, they hate the way it looks, and they want a beautiful space to live in. And so those are really the primary reasons. And then there's the people that are also looking into the future. And these are the ones that are saying, I'm gonna live in this home until I retire. And I'm gonna do a renovation now that is gonna set it up in a way that is going to be accessible for me that when I retire, I'll still be able to live here. So there are many different reasons why people uh, do renovations. And, and how often do you know one of those reasons kind of meld into another? And I'll, I'll give a personal anecdote. I mean, my wife and I bought our house back in, in 2009 and have had you know two kids since. And uh, you know we did sort of bits and pieces, you know, a bathroom here, a new floor here, that that type of thing. And then you know you you kind of regret <clears throat> doing it piecemeal. And then we did a larger renovation of our house all in sort of one foul swoop. And that involves sort of some demo of of work that we had done you know previously since sort of. Uh, uh, moving in. So how often do you see sort of, you know, someone saying, well, I'm going to do a bathroom or I'm going to do a repair and it sort of morphs into something much, uh, much bigger. It happens on a fairly frequent basis. And, uh, you know, certainly part of it is, uh, and again, uh, you know, just an example, uh, had a client that was debating whether they're going to move or whether they're going to, you know, add an addition onto their house and they decided they're going to move. So they did some renovation to the house, put a new roof on, did some interior work, figured out they can't find another place in the same neighborhood right. that's going to give them what they want. And they ended up taking the roof off and putting on a second floor. And so their first renovations were with the intention of moving. And then they finally decided, you know what, let's just double the size of the house and stay where we are. And it turned into a completely different project. Yeah, I think that's interesting and probably more more common than you think. But you know, I, I think it's a nice segue as well. The uh, the, the the story you just told about about your clients and you know, because because obviously you know our, our memberships involved in the in in the in the purchase and and, and sale of properties over time, and and we saw a record level of of transactions in uh, in, in in 2021 and, and it's looking like it's going to be another strong year um, in 2022 and and certainly when we undertake consumer polling at the end of each year in conjunction with Ipsos we're always asking potential home buyers and and, and home sellers if they're planning on undertaking renovations both on their current home um, perhaps in 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 anticipation of of selling it but then also um, those people who say look at we're intending on purchasing a home over the next year we're also acting well, asking well what types of uh, uh, renovations would you anticipate and you know certainly a lot of respondents are, are always saying they're going to be undertaking you know one type of, of renovation or another and so you know you you mentioned from the perspective of clients that thought they were going to move and didn't um, but you know in that sort of category of renovation like if I'm looking to to to, to sell my home um, what would you bet on sort of being the, the common renovations that I undertake to, to add value, um, but at the same time be able to, um, you know, see a return on that value in terms of uh, the purchase price? Yeah, from a uh, pre-sale perspective, um, most of what we're seeing is people that are just doing cosmetic improvements. So it'll be painting, it'll be flooring, changing the carpet, just so that it looks clean and it, it doesn't look dirty. 
Sure. It's generally not major renovation projects that are being undertaken before a home is sold, unless it's a home flipper. Home flippers, they have a different view of it, but your, your average homeowner that is going to be, you know, looking at listing their home for sale is going to do basic cosmetic improvements. They'll bring in a painter, they'll go to their local flooring store and have them put in some new, some new flooring, some new carpets. And that's generally the extent of it. Um, the bigger one that we're seeing is people that purchase a home and are doing renovations and that want to set it up to fit their needs and their lifestyle and their aesthetics. Right. And that, that part we find is a growing market. It used to be that people would buy a house and wait several years to renovate. Sure. And now they're buying a house or they're buying a condo and they're going in there right away and wanting to make significant changes. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, and it certainly, um, it, it certainly changed the, the economic impact equation over time. And I mentioned the Alta study looking at the economic impact of, of, of renovations, and it's huge. And even thinking back to my days at CMAC, which is you know a long time ago now in, in the early 2000s, I mean, that was always sort of a, uh, the, the case that you know renovations are often sort of forgotten in the broader sort of economic impact. Um, but if you look at it on a, on a, on a year in, year out basis, the, the, the impact of those types of transactions, that type of uh, um, uh, work uh, is, is a huge positive impact on the economy. And I, and, and I think, you know, given the tighter real estate market conditions, um, you know, people are purchasing a home uh, that, that may not necessarily meet their needs right off the top, but they see how they could, you know, make substantial changes and get that house to, to, to where it needs to be. And so I agree with you. I think that's kind of changed the, the mindset on renos versus, you know, looking for a home that fits most of your needs and, and, and you'll, you'll change it, you know, five, 10 years down the road to buying a home that you can, uh, you feel confident that you can, you can change right off the bat to, to, to meet your needs. And, and I think that's played into the, you know, the increase in, in, in renovation spending, at least to a certain degree over the last, uh, over the last number of years. It definitely has. And um, I mean, people have always bought a home and looked at the potential. Uh, very few people from, from my uh, from my experience, find that perfect home that checks all the boxes. Yeah. So they always look at it and say, I can change this, I can change that. The difference is that now they're moving up that time frame, and instead of waiting five years or 10 years, they're doing it right away. Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I guess a subset of that, at least over the last couple of years, has been pandemic-related uh, renovations. So I wanted to get a sense from you, uh, number one, what were the sort of the most common changes that, that, that people made to their home to account for uh, changes brought about by the pandemic, whether we're talking about working from home or whether we're talking about, you know, the lockdowns changing their behavior and people doing more leisure activities um, around the around the home as well. And so I, I wanted to get a sense, number one, you know, what type of rentals we've seen over the last couple of years that are that are pandemic related. Um, but then on top of that, I, I'm curious if, you know, as we started talking more and more about the, the return to work, um, is that starting to shift again, that type of activity? Yes. Yeah, so in terms of uh, what renovations have increased, I would say every, every single category has increased. Um, interior of the home, you know, kitchens, bathrooms, basements, bedrooms, laundry rooms, every part of the home 
um, every category has increased. Uh, exterior of the home, every category has increased. But certainly at the start of the pandemic, the backyard right. was a big one, you know, as people were putting in new decks, looking to do landscaping, looking to set up an oasis in their backyard because they weren't going to be going anywhere else that year. Uh, So that part has certainly increased. Um, One that we have seen a huge increase in is accessibility renovations. So people are looking to renovate for accessibility, especially bathrooms, because you're saying, I don't want to move into a long-term care home. I want to I want to live in this home as long as possible. Uh, so we're seeing a huge increase in accessibility. And surprisingly, I thought we would see a big increase in home office, but we have not seen as much from that. People are people are happy working from their dining room table <laughs> for whatever reason that is. They're not looking to carve out or create a new space within the home for that. But if they are looking to do a house addition, on the other hand, if they're looking to add an addition onto their house, then carving out a space within that extra space for a home office is definitely high on the list. So everything has increased, but the big ones have been backyard home additions that include home offices and accessibility. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and it's an interesting point. I want to I want to actually touch on a couple of points you made there. And, and I think the first one is around, you know, uh, the home office renovations. I mean, if you ask someone to sort of hypothesize what they thought was most common, I'm sure home office would have been at the top of the list. So it's, it's interesting that, you know, maybe you haven't seen a lot of that, especially for people that are working within their building envelope. But, you know, it kind of dovetails with what we found uh, in a study we did jointly with the Toronto Region Board of Trade. Um, where we were we were looking at you know what uh, uh, employees anticipated their their sort of work life balance being over the next couple of years as we get to the other side of the of the pandemic and also what uh, um, you know employers were thinking as well and and, and certainly the feeling is that we're going to move away from. Um, you know, the, the, the pure sort of work from home into, into some sort of hybrid and then perhaps, you know, change beyond that. So I think if, if people were looking at, you know, making changes within their existing building envelope and, and thinking about, well, I'm probably going to be going back to work more frequently in the future, um, then maybe they didn't feel that was necessarily the, the biggest bang for the buck. Um, on top of that, I really think the accessibility comment you made is 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 key as well because we've done research in conjunction with Cansia the city of Toronto did did uh, um, similar research as well where you're seeing you know more aged households remaining in in their homes longer even if the home might be say larger than they need and i think you know the the renovations pointed at accessibility sort of support that argument that you know people are saying look at there, in, in, in the neighborhood that I want to stay in, there's not a lot of housing options right now. And so I'm going to make these renovations to, 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 to change my sort of traditional home setting into something um, that's, that's maybe going to give me another decade, um, you know, in this home uh, without, uh, without having to, 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 to move. And, and so I think, you know, what you said around accessibility makes a lot of uh, sense through that lens as well. Absolutely. And it's also sometimes it's people bringing in their elderly parents into their home and they want to make modifications so that they can bring them in and keep them around longer 
and not have to send them to a long-term care facility. But Jason, there's also one other thing that I want to point out in terms of renovations that we're seeing a trend in, and it's non-pandemic related, but it's related to a podcast you had recently, which was on climate change. Right. So we're seeing clients are becoming more concerned about the impact their home is having on climate change. And they're, as they're doing renovations, they're starting to think about how the renovation choices they're making, the insulation options, the windows right. they put in, the heating systems they put in are impacting on the climate. And we have, and we have clients that are choosing to go off of fossil fuel burning you know, appliances, furnaces, gas stoves, right. and move to all electric. And that is a, that is a growing trend as well. Again, non-pandemic related, but it's related to another trend we're seeing, which is climate change. Yeah, that's really interesting. It makes it all a lot of sense. And in that same sort of uh, a bracket or, or or segment of the of the renovation market, you know, given the 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 tendency towards you know more extreme weather events, um, are you seeing a uh, uh, a higher instance, I guess, of people putting in, you know, alternate or emergency power systems and that type of thing as well? Does that kind of go hand in hand with these types of rentals also? Or We have not seen it recently. Uh, I would say after the ice storm we had, uh, yeah. I guess it's about eight or nine years ago now. After that one, there was a lot of interest in it. And we certainly had a lot of it, but I think here in the Toronto area, we're fairly fortunate that we do not see a lot of major weather events that cause you know, catastrophic damage to our homes or to our energy systems. So people in this area are less uh, likely to do that. But as I traveled in other parts of the country, I have definitely seen, you know, depending on where people are, um, their renovations and, and how they build their homes uh, will definitely be impacted by the by the natural environment and by the weather systems uh, that may be prevalent in that area. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you know, I, I said it before as well, that we are fortunate where we live geographically relative to, to other ports and parts of, of, of North America or the world in terms of, you know, we, we don't necessarily have to anticipate, um, you know, severe weather events to the, to the extent um, that, that, that other people do around the, the, the country or, or, or certainly the, uh, the continent. So, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, the different types of renovations that, that people may undertake um, and, and, and maybe through you know, or thinking about those different categories, maybe you can take us through, um, you know, what incentives um, are available to, to, to homeowners looking to conduct different types of renovation. And I know in your capacity at BUILD, I mean, BUILD certainly works with, with different levels of government. Um, in terms of those incentives and, and how they're rolled out. I remember when I was at CMHC, there were certainly partnerships between, you know, the home builders and, and, and renovators and, 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 and federal government agencies sort of looking at what options were for, for different uh, types of incentives. So definitely interested to hear your take on that. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. Uh, so there's, there are a lot of incentives from, from all levels of government, uh, be it municipal, provincial, uh, federal level, uh, you know, and then also agencies, as you mentioned, CMHC, you know, so CMHC would be one that, you know, definitely comes to mind and they definitely have uh, programs, uh, whether they be grants or whether they be low interest uh, loans uh, to homeowners. Um, 
a lot of it has been targeted towards uh, people with disabilities, uh, accessibility issues, uh, seniors, uh, marginalized communities, uh, you know, that are that are in need of housing. Um, but on a broader level, um, things that are available to everyone. Uh, if you're doing a substantial renovation on a home, there is the HST rebate. Right. On a renovation, you know, that could, uh, that rebates a portion of your HST, you know, which could be as much as $16,000 on a, on a major renovation. Um, so that is uh, definitely a, um, an important one for, for larger projects. Uh, the Canada Greener Homes Grant came out last year. Right. That is one that is of great interest to many homeowners because it covers so many different aspects of a renovation. It covers changing your windows, changing doors, upgrading insulation uh, in your attic, in your basement, uh, uh, main floor walls if you're doing a, a major renovation. If you're changing from a furnace to an air source heat pump, uh, you, you could be eligible for, for a grant. Um, so there are so many different types of projects that could go into it. Uh, and that one uh, rebates up to $5,000. But more importantly, as part of that process, you also get an energy audit of your home before you do the renovation and after you do the renovation, which really gives you a good blueprint of where you should go to make improvements and then how those improvements that you're making are actually impacting the performance of your home. So I definitely encourage homeowners to look into that. Um, and then a couple of years ago, the federal government came out with the uh, Seniors Home Safety uh, Tax Credit. Right. Um, also, also applies to people with disabilities, but uh, it gave up to $10,000 in renovations a 15% uh, tax credit uh, on renovations and the recent federal budget that was just tabled has proposed to increase that to $20,000. So I would expect that that is going to go through and um, seniors, people with disabilities, people looking to do accessible renovations will definitely benefit uh, from that uh, type of uh, tax credit. Um, the other one, another one that's recently been announced in the, uh, in the um, recent federal budget is the multi-generational multi home renovation tax credit. Okay. So if you're renovating a home to house uh, or to right. create a suite in the basement to house an elderly parent or a disabled person uh, or perhaps building an addition, uh, we've had a lot of people that have uh, come to us over the years that have wanted to build add on to their house to, to create a suite. Uh, that uh, home renovation tax credit, I believe is uh, going to be a percentage up to $50,000 of expense. Um, so percentage of that will be able to be applied against your taxes and that will be a significant, uh, um, a significant financial incentive or a significant financial help uh, to people who are looking to do these types of renovations. For sure. And, and, you know, I, I'd argue that a lot of people that are looking for a home today are, are looking with it, with the mind that, you know, the, 
the, the situation may change over time in terms of who in their in their in, in their family is is living within that household. And I think you know thinking about the the different options for uh, um, you know for incentives and and grants and, and tax credits and what have you really covers the gamut in terms of the different reasons why people may renovate their home that we've talked about you know throughout uh, today's episode. And I think you know having you go through this today and just sort of, you know, explain the different flavors as well as the, the array of, 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 of incentives and, 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 uh, and, and what have you that, that are available is important for, for our membership base to, to understand as well as um, homeowners in terms of, you know, what's available when you're buying and selling a home uh, um, and, and, and how you can parlay that into, uh, into making different, uh, different improvements. So we talked a lot about you know the reasons why people renovate, the types of renovations they do, what incentives are available. But obviously, in order to 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 make that renovation happen, to make those changes to your home, um, you have to hire someone to do the work. In uh, a lot of cases, you're hiring you know more than one um, individual or or a firm to undertake these uh, uh, renovations. And so you know from the perspective of a of a homeowner, um, you know where should they start? Uh, when they're thinking about hiring a renovator. And I know from, from Build's perspective, um, you also have the Rental Mark program. So maybe you can speak to that as well. I would always recommend to people to start by defining your goals. Right. Define why you're doing the project and what is the outcome that you want to achieve. Before you even think about calling a contractor or um, you know who you're going to work with, understand why you're doing it project, what your goals are, what you're hoping to achieve, not to the point of defining what color of a toilet you want, but it's kind of the high level goals, understand that. You know, is it a problem you're looking to solve? Is it a problem you're looking to solve now? Or is it a something that could be a problem in the future, like accessibility? You, you may be renovating for now, but you're planning to live in your home for 20 years. So perhaps you need to work with somebody who understands accessibility and who can set up your home. So understanding your goals, vitally important. You know, is it a problem with the way it looks, in which case anybody can do it? Or is it a problem with the way it functions now or the way it might function in the future? The second question is how much are you willing to do yourself? And this is to your point a minute ago, Jason, of you maybe hiring more than one person. Sure. So are you willing to do some of the work yourself? Do you want to be making decisions on products? Do you want to be going out and buying products? Do you want to be managing various contractors? So that's another question to ask yourself. How much work do you want to put in? How many people do you want to manage? And then this will define who you're going to work with. So if you're willing to manage a lot of people, then you can hire a plumber, an electrician, right. uh, do some of the demo work yourself, yeah. manage the project yourself, go out, buy the materials. On the other hand, if you're looking you know, for something more sur full service, then you're hiring a general contractor who will manage the project for you and manage the subtrades. But you may still need a designer to design it for you. And then there's another level of contractor, which is the design build firm. Right. This is the integrated design build firm. This is the firm that will have a designer or multiple designers on staff. And you're dealing with one company 
that is going to design that space and then get the building permits and implement the solution. For example, in my company, we have two designers on staff. One of them has a living in place certification. So a lot of homeowners like that because if they're looking for accessibility renovations, they're working with a designer who not only has an interior design degree, but has a living in place certification. We then take them through building permits and we do all the purchasing and all the construction for them. So if you're looking for full service, then the design build option will be the right choice for you. So it all goes back to defining your goals, why you're doing it, and that will guide you to what type of contractors to look for because there's many different out there. Um, and then when you're actually getting into the project is working with a contractor that has experience in the type of work you do. Right. So you can call your, you know, your friend did their basement and you call that contractor, but you're looking to do a house addition. Right. And that contractor that did the basement for it, that did the basement for your friend may not be the right one to do a house addition for you. So there's a lot of questions to ask yourself before you even get to the point of picking up the phone or sending emails to contractors. Uh, but at Build, you know, we recognize this and uh, we've created the Renomark program, which helps homeowners um, choose a contractor and find a contractor. Uh, part of it is the Renomark.ca website where they can go on the website and search by location and by type of contract, uh, type of project they have. Right. Narrow down a list of uh, potential contractors or potential design build firms uh, to work with and to call. Uh, but within the Renomark program, uh, part of it when it was created 20 years ago was to raise the professionalism of the renovation industry. So we created a 10 point code of conduct, um, some of which are basic items like having WSIB insurance, having right. liability insurance, having appropriate licenses in place, dealing with licensed contractors, you know, for subtrades like plumbing and electrical, right. um, but also putting together an education program for our members where they can stay current with, with changes in the building code, with changes in the legal framework. There's been a lot of changes that have happened over the years. The building code is changing uh, from, you know, from an insulation standpoint. Recently, there was a change in the way stairs are required to be built uh, for safety. Right. Uh, so we're, we're training our members uh, so that they understand what these changes are and they so, so they can make wise decisions when they're building the projects and educate the homeowners. And then legal changes as well. There's been changes in things like the Prompt Payment Act uh, which which guides how um, uh, general contractors have to pay their subtrades, but also how uh, homeowners pay contractors. So we spend time educating our contractors, our our, our professional renovators, uh, and that's an important part of the Renamar program is the education aspect. 
Yeah, I think that's all really key. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground uh, in today's episode in terms of, you know, uh, the diversity of, uh, of renovation uh, or reasons for renovations that we that we see out there. And then obviously drilling down to the people who are going to undertake the renovations. You're talking about people from a lot of uh, different trades and, and, and skill sets, and, and they need to be continually, you know, upgrading their knowledge and, and, and skill sets um, over, over time. So there's a, you know, a lot to consider. I think when a when a homeowner and a potential home buyer are, are, are looking to, to to undertake a reno, and I, I think you've done a great job today, Lou, uh, taking us through sort of what some of those factors are, and 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 what people are thinking about when they're when they're looking at making you know major changes uh, um, to their home. So thanks again. Uh, Lou Orzem for for giving me and 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 our listeners certainly a lot of insight into the into the renovation trends in the GTA and and how one might uh, start to go down the road to to completing a, a renovation on their home. So again, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Jason. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure being here. It's been an, an enjoyable half hour. <laughs> no, we appreciate your time and thanks to all of you listening. Uh, don't miss an episode. Subscribe to Trev's Ready to Real Estate podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all of you for joining us and we'll see you again next time. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, trev.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate, and thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.